Chuck and Julie, bringing you the truth straight up. I'm Julie Hayden. I'm working at- An Emmy-winning former investigative reporter, a highly successful trial attorney, and publisher of a major Denver area newspaper. They've been partners as talk show hosts and in marriage as parents for over 10 years, providing thought-provoking information, opinion, and entertainment live, local, and interactive. Everyone's voice is always welcome on the Chuck and Julie Show. And hello, everybody. Whoa, boy, what a day. Lots to talk about. Chuck Bonnyroll and Julie Hayden, the Chuck and Julie Show, Truth Straight Up. Chuck is joining us by telephone. He actually has a, a, a day job um, that he's working right now doing some legal stuff. Um, the show brought to you by Mountain West Wellness, Advanced Acupuncture, and Chinese Medicine with Dr. Jack Schaefer and Dr. Julie McAllen and the folks at Denver Cenogenics. Want to remind everybody you can always get everything um, at chuckandjulie.com. We're going to break everything down. Um, I have a lot of thoughts about it. I guarantee this will not be the first day. Um, Brian Junedep, Dr. Brian Junedep, joining us at 3.30. And I want to let everybody know, as we see, we back by popular demand, Barney is here. So if you want to call Great. in, 888-627-6008, 888-627-6008, the number to call in. If you want to go ahead and comment, if you're joining us on Zoom, you can either type your comments in or better yet, just go ahead and unmute yourself and talk. Um, but Chuck, here's the latest. I know you love. So the latest is Real Clear Politics has the Senate Republicans up to 49. Okay, so 48 to 49, 48, including Kamala Harris. The House is now up um, to 206. So 187 to 206. They need 218. I was reading run projection 224. Here in Colorado, both CD3, Lauren Boebert's race, and CD8, Barb Kirkmeyer's race, still too close to call. Um, it's looking at the, in Georgia, then there's three states still at play, basically in the Senate. Georgia, which it's now been officially confirmed, it's going to be a runoff next month. Um, Arizona, and then Nevada. Both of those, there's like some half million votes still to be counted in Arizona. We've seen what a debacle that was. Um, and Nevada is now saying it'll be at least Friday, maybe next week before they have theirs counted. I think there's some hope here in Colorado. We might have some returns in those final CD uh, congressional district races. But let me, because I know you have to go, I, let me go, go ahead and jump in. And, and you're, because you were in the, depth, the depths of depression last night, but you woke up today. Well, we, we went to the Adams County watch party and, and- and, you know, pretty soon it was kind of like, oh, my God. Yeah, we couldn't really call it a victory Colorado party. lose, but everybody yeah. in Adams County lost. And so then I got home. You know, I'd hoping I'd been really anticipating this night for three months. And mm-hmm. as I said before, is, is I, that's probably the most I've anticipating a, a single day since uh, I was five years old waiting for Christmas. <laughs> Except Santa didn't show up last night. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, bad Santa showed up. <laughs> um, but but I'm really hoping that that. Uh, you know, that we can pull the fires out of the thing. If if Arizona can come in with the votes and pull uh Carrie Lake and Blake Masters, uh then we've got the we've got uh I think we'll take Nevada and then who you know, not who cares, but then we have the runoff in Georgia and that's only a question of how big our lead is, not whether we take the Senate or not. I was somebody um, was tweeting Ron DeSantis hopefully will send his entire team to Georgia. <laughs> so Yeah, exactly. I hope so. Good. Yeah, and a lot you of the know, voters too. Thing, here's um, what I want to say about it too, and that is there were certainly it was no red wave. 
not not even close to a red wave. And, you know, the Democrats are happy because they did not get crushed as badly, even remotely as badly as they thought. But I do think it is important, two things. Number one, to not lose sight of the fact that it looks like we're still going to take control of the House, very possibly the Senate. It was a great night in a lot of places. A lot of seats were flipped. Um, so we don't want to lose sight of that. I think there's some lessons to be learned and places that we go forward from here that are good. And we can talk about that. But I agree. I mean, I'm always like the person that's like, I know there's a pony in here somewhere. But I think we were and I want to talk about polls here in a little bit, too. But I think the, the fact that it wasn't as good as we were kind of anticipated, be, you know, to be certainly does not, I don't think, mean that we lost Do you. Well, it's, it's you know, considering the fact that that uh, Biden has a 40 percent approval rating, high inflation, everything else. Yeah, it's a disappointing night. But can we pull it out so we control both? And I, I still think we can make, you know, ham out of hamburger. Um, and it, it still isn't over. Everything's I'm really looking, you know, looking to Arizona to hope uh, Nevada also stays. But well, um, and it's- we're not going to yeah, go ahead. I was going to say, what what I was seeing is um, in Arizona, a lot of these are votes that came in on the last day, on election day. And there is a strong... And that's important. That's... Yeah. yeah, and that's a, there's a strong feeling there that um, that um, that those will be going for Carrie Lake and Blake Masters, um, right. you know. Right. And again, I think well, let's briefly talk about. And again, anybody wants to weigh in, go ahead, just unmute yourself. Um, I see Brian Jundep's joining. We'll bring him on closer to three thirty. I think, and on one level, Florida and Texas, huge spots. I mean, look at this. So in 2016, Hillary Clinton won Miami-Dade in Florida by 30 points. In 2020, Ron DeSantis lost in Miami-Dade. She won by 30, rather. In 2020, Ron DeSantis lost by 20. And last night, he won by 11. Now, that's a huge shift, right? Um, that's, how, that's, what, that's literally almost impossible to believe. But yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, what do, you, what do you, I know what I make of that, but what do you make before you have to go? What do you make of that? Well, I make it that they've lost the Hispanic population. You know, the, the, uh, I mean, aid is, you know, it's always had huge Hispanic, also has black population, but you only take Miami Dade if you take that Hispanic one. So at least in Florida, uh, the Hispanic population has turned Republican, which is great. It hasn't gone that far in Texas. They're hoping to get three of the uh, border count, uh, districts uh, go Republican, and only one did. But, um, you know, it's it's a great sign that Hispanics are not going lockstep with, with uh, the Democrats. And I think that's one of the most encouraging signs um, there think- is. I mean, I didn't, I didn't see them coming. For the Republican Party here in Colorado, but nothing comes to the Republican We're gonna, Party I mean, here we'll in talk, Colorado. Well, Friday, the whole show is going to be about Colorado. Let me just say this about Colorado: um, I, I think that between, I think Colorado is now a blue state. I think undeniably, it's a blue state. Yeah. I think the voters are blue, and I think when you combine the voters being blue with the Democrats' infrastructure and ballot harvesting, um, th- that Colorado, I think, is lost. Yeah, <laughs> I, I don't know for how long. And I, this is what I think: I think we need to blow up. The the establishment Republican Party in Colorado start from scratch. Never again let them tell us that we have to nominate a, a Joe O'Day because that'll bring people in. No, <laughs> we need to just blow that up, get an entirely new set of people in who can say, okay, let's look realistically at this state. Let's see what races we can win. Let's start like the Democrats did in Blueprint Colorado, right? Start building salt. But that's a whole thing for another day. Let me ask you this. This right, is well, their, well, oh, go, go ahead. ahead. 
Go ahead. I, I do have to start bringing some groceries in. Um. Okay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> one of the things I want to talk, and we'll talk more about this, is Trump DeSantis. You know, there's a lot of people bashing Trump out there today, yeah. but I would like to point out that Trump's record, what did he have? Um, he had 174 to nine. So Trump endorsed candidates, you know, yeah. maybe he didn't have the greatest night last night, but he had a good night and he's had very many good nights. Um, yeah, and and right. there are a lot yeah. of people saying, oh, well, he needs to give up and let Ron DeSantis take it. But I would nope, also nope, argue, nope, nope, okay, nope. your thoughts on that. No, absolutely not. We don't, you know, we know, you know, Ron DeSantis endorsed Joe O'Day and did robocalls for him. So if you want to turn the party back over to Jeb Bush and everybody else, let's do DeSantis instead of Trump. No, let, okay. let Trump be Trump and go forward. All right, I got to go. Okay, thank you, Chuck. All right, Chuck is on. Thank so that you. Is, all right. <laughs> thank you, Chuck. You're the co-host. Um, yeah, Leo is saying Arnold Kindernator, kin- kindergarten cop could get his class to count the votes faster than these states can. Well, yeah, Marco Rubio was tweeting Florida counted millions of votes in like five hours. What's wrong with these states? Well, I think we know, right? We saw in Maricopa County from the beginning, they had what, 20% of the vote, the voting machines are all screwed up. So let me know. Okay, so Chuck's gone. So 888-627-6008. Or if you want to unmute yourself um, and, and comment, you can go ahead and do that too. Um, Here's a couple of things that I want to talk about. I think one, um, there are lessons to be learned and there are things we have to do. Okay. One, the polls. I think clearly the polls are off. Now, I think there are a couple of reasons for this. I think we need to be very skeptical about polls from now on. I mean, we've seen them not being spot on and that's putting it mildly. The poll, I think, industry, the business model is obsolete, right? People don't answer their phones. Um, they, they, I think they don't want to get doxxed or yelled at or shamed or whatever. So they don't necessarily tell the truth. So the polling companies are forced more and more to extrapolate. So last time they leaned too far Democrat, I think maybe this time too far Republican. So that's the issue. The other thing that the polls don't take into account is ballot harvesting, right? You can, if you're going to just talk to the people who you think are likely voters, you're not talking to the ballot harvesters. You're not saying, well, how many ballots do you think you're going to get? That's another reason I think polls are off. So I think going forward, we need to be really, really skeptical about polls. Okay. One thing um, I think is also true that we saw particularly here in Colorado is Democrats are crazy. I think this country is more polarized than the Democrats are than at least I realized. And the Democrats might say in a poll, oh, I care about crime. I care about the economy. I care about this kind of stuff. Um, but when push comes to shove, they'd rather be, you know, paying sky high prices and have their car stolen every morning than they would to vote for a Republican. I think the Democrats are just nuts that way. And I think the Republicans, we need to realize, we need to get over this thought, I think, that we can somehow persuade a Democrat to be reasonable and vote for some good Republican ideas, because they're just not going to. Um, I think one of the other things is, and I think the Republican Party is going to have to deal with this, it appears, looking at some of the exit polls, so from talking to people who actually voted, that abortion was a bigger issue. We were talking to Ted Trimp, a Democrat strategist, the other day, and even he was saying he thinks the Democrats were wrong to play that up. I don't know. Maybe accidentally they were right on that. I think that that was a bigger issue to at least the people were indicating than than I thought. I thought it was going to be way down on the list and it was higher up. Um, And then the other thing, and Chuck and I have talked about this all the time, and that's the ballot harvesting. I think the conservative treehouse had a great explanation for this. It said that there is a difference between ballots and voters. 
And the Republican Party, stupidly, keeps trying to emphasize voters. And we want to have debates. And we want to have meet and greets. And we want to have honking waves and things like that to excite our voters, okay? Democrats, as we've seen, Joe Biden campaigned from his basement. Look at Fetterman. Look at the, um, what's her name in Arizona? Katie Hobbs didn't debate, right? Didn't seem to hurt them all that much. And that's because the, ba- the Democrats understand what really matters is ballots, they understand that that if they have to win on their ideas and on their messaging and on actually getting individual people to go to the polls and cast a, a vote for them, they're going to lose. What they have perfected, and it's, I think it's probably a lot easier and a lot easier to control, is the harvesting of ballots. Um, and Republicans have got to figure this out. They've got to figure out and they've got to combat it, too. Um, and as Brian Jundeb says, it's not who votes, but who counts the votes. Hey, Brian, if you want to go ahead and pop in, if you're here a little bit early, we can do that. Um, and Barney, I got to say, before we bring Brian on, Barney, I see you're there. Are you able to comment? Because Barney, we haven't talked to Barney. Hey, Brian, we haven't talked to hey, Barney. How are you? In- in a long time. And Barney, if you're listening, I actually, I was going to text you the other day. And then I thought you might think it was creepy to have a talk show host texting you to see how you were, you were doing. But feel free, Barney. Charlene told me I need to call on you to, uh, to comment because we've all missed your rants. Um, oh, no, Brian, no, you yeah. weren't playing Are you there, Barney? Yeah. What did you do? Fire Chuck? No, he's, he's actually being, he's being a lawyer today. So he had to go be a lawyer. Oh. <laughs> oh, yeah, the groceries. I get it. I thought yeah, you were carrying groceries, literally. I see. Yeah. So, okay. what do you make of the whole thing, Barney? Well, I. Nobody really gives a damn what I think, but uh, nice background, Dr. Bug. Uh, June Bug. Um, yes. I, I think, listen, I, I, I love Terry Lake. I just, God, she's just awesome. But I played into the fact that, oh, Arizona's going to do this. She's 11 points up. They elected the turd, John McCain, over and over and over again. I don't, I, I just, I have a feel, either, either everything's rigged or the country's over, or, or we're just, you're, we're, you're, we're Europe. I mean, the whole country. If, if, and by the way, there's all this talk of the diesel shortage. We always have shortages at the rack. I don't know if it's real, but if all hell breaks loose and, then we can get diesel, then you're not going to get gas, you're not going to get growth, which there's already going to be the food shortage. But right. I don't think, like you just said it before I said this, your liberals don't care. The Democrat, look, they voted for Hillary. If you cannot say that Hillary's not a pig of a woman, I don't, I don't know. And, and Joe Biden, literally crapping his pants, Joe Biden, poopy pants. I mean, at least give us, and, and they could turn around and say to me, well, Trump is this and Trump is that. And he is, he's a jerk. He's right. a lot of things. But the reason we got Trump is because there were 16 establishment guys on that stage. We were tired of the Bushes. They're not right. going to tell us how we're going to vote. Right. And, and I'm, Joe, Joe O'Day, I, I'm not going to vote for Joe O'Day. He's not, I don't, he sounded like Cory Gardner to me. Worse I, than Cory Gardner. I, yeah. He was, exactly. So, you know what? When, when all we ever used to hear is party first, party first. Well, yeah, I guess that's true. If you, And that's what Democrats will. That's how they'll win. They don't right. give a damn how bad it smells, how bad it stinks. Look at Fetterman. I mean, yeah. I don't think he's a bad guy, but are you kidding me? He can't eat babbles? Literally right. babbles? 
Right. And this is going to be your U.S. Senate. And well, I don't like also, Dr. Oz. He elected a dead guy in Pennsylvania, too. I mean, that that's sort of the epitome of I mean, yeah. if you can if you're a dead guy and you can win, I mean, you know, that's it, really not caring. I don't know if they're going to carry us something, a stick figure up there. No, I think they'll have a special election. Well, let me ask you this. And then we'll get some comments. We'll go to Brian. What do you think? There are some people out there, you, the usual suspects saying abandon Trump. Trump needs to drop out. Let DeSantis win. I don't think so, but what do you think? No, no, you've got to hang on to Trump. It's not fair. Look, you can say whatever you want about Trump, but look at DeSantis will, I like DeSantis now. I didn't like him at first. He will disappoint us. I'll guarantee it. Like Chuck said, he's going to disappoint you. And I like the guy, but no, he's going to, no. But uh, say what you want about Trump. But look, if we can't win with Trump, if, if conservatives conservatism is dead so be it it's dead but i'm not changing my values i'm not i i've given the party my vote lock stock for at least the last 18 years i voted republican all the way down like they're not going to get it anymore they're just not so uh, and i don't know where we go from here but i know christy burton brown doesn't have a clue and dick bottom you're full of shit too all these people they're just full of crap they really are but no anyway i, I hope the god very pulls it out i really want her to win that and i I don't even think I'd like Blake Masters, but I'd like to see, but right. I, I just hope that she pulls this one out. I, I do too. I we'll really cool. do. But anyway. All right. Nice thanks, Barney. Good Let's to go see you too. Let's go listen to my good doctor. He knows everything. He's got a nice okay. background. Did you see that background on his call? I do. I'm That's looking awesome. at that. I'm looking at That's that. Awesome. <laughs> okay. Unmute me. All right. Don't, thank you, Mark. Uh, yeah, thank you. Thank you. Um, okay, anyway. this is from Charlene, Brian, before we get to you. The machines are programmable and hackable. Winners are decided way beforehand. Chaos creates cover for the steal. And he, she agrees with you. It's not who votes. It's who counts the votes. It's so obvious now. Or can people be gaslighted into their own demise? Brian, welcome to the show. Go ahead and unmute yourself. Uh, I should be unmuted. You are unmuted. Okay. Your your take on everything. And, I, and I'm getting too much commentary on my background, so I unblurred it. So you can... <laughs> You can see what's behind me at home. Um, yeah, no, it's it's uh, Colorado's very disappointing. I'll I'll start with a couple comments about Colorado. Uh, Joe O'Day lost. He was very anti-Trump. <clears throat> Lauren Boebert, last I heard, was too close to call and a little bit down. Yeah. She was very pro-Trump. Right. So I don't know if it's as simple as pro-Trump, anti-Trump, because we had two candidates in the state, uh, one of each, and looks like both may lose, could lose. Um, Really what it comes down to, I see two options. One is rigged elections and, uh, you know, unreliable voting machines, unreliable counting. It doesn't matter who votes, it's who counts the votes. And you've got scanners and barcodes and they're reading barcodes and who knows what those barcodes say it could have nothing to do with the boxes you filled in right uh i don't know uh maybe it is maybe it isn't so call me a denier call me whatever i'm just questioning and prove that it's safe and reliable and why don't we have results that same day every other country has results that evening it's no florida difficult you win you win the mega millions lottery as uh, soon as the lottery ends, they know who won and they know where they bought the ticket. Right. Exactly. These are millions of people buying lottery tickets. Here, it's the, they warned us it's going to take days. It may take a week or longer. Th- this is absurd. This is third world country stuff. And right. people, don't, people don't trust it. 
Right. Um, in terms of Trump DeSantis, uh, it's still Trump's party. And I, I think they're, you know, some of these moderates, Democrats, whatever, uh, because it's Trump's party, all things Republican are evil. And there, I've talked to people that think that way, that right. once upon a time would have voted for Reagan or Bush. And they're like, you know, Republicans are, you know, racist and Russian collusion and this. Everything Trump's been accused of, that's the Republican Party now. And they're very happy to have inflation. They don't care about right. inflation, about crime, about anything. It's just, you know, they, they can't have a Republican. And that that's the obsession. And in a democracy, you get the government you vote for, so or the government you deserve. And that's going to be a unfortunate, sad reality for people that live downtown Denver or other places that are going to be harder hit with with homelessness right. and uh, you know consequences of sanctuary policy, illegal immigrants, crime, etc. Uh, and I really don't have sympathy for that. But that's there are a lot of people caught up in it that don't deserve that and don't want that. Right. Same well, they don't York care City. about those people. I mean, that's a thing, right? I think it's clear the Democrat Party abandoned the middle class. They no, they're the party of the coastal elites, the right. you know, the laptop class, the Chardonnay sipping liberals and East Coast, West Coast, and and that that's what that's who they cater to. Right. Their, now, their, are you, are their you base of support is, you know, it's it's Wall Street, it's it's big pharma, it's Hollywood, academia, sports, all the millionaires, the millionaire class. That's who the Democrat Party is. And they paint themselves as for the little guy. Yeah. Nancy Pelosi's the little guy, you know, right. with her freezer holding thousands of dollars worth of gourmet ice cream. Yeah, that's right. the little guy. Everybody well, has some- a freezer full of ice cream. And yeah, exactly. And from Charlene, and this, uh, we've said this too, they should have audits, prove that the elections are fair and accurate. Um, when you have to warn people that you won't be able to do your job, count the votes, you should have a different job. Explain about the undervoting of the numbers from Secretary of State, even real. Um, well, you know, they're still coming in. And that's, yeah, I, I, I mean, I, there's, uh, there's so many questions about the, like I said, there's a difference between ballots and voters. But let me, before we kind of get into that a little more. So Chuck was, as he said, he was just immensely depressed. And then he woke up this morning. And he's like, oh, wait, he goes, we may actually, it looks like we are going to win the house. And he goes, hey, shoot. And there's a chance we may take the Senate. So he kind of perked up a little bit. What are your, th- I mean, I just think we can't believe the polls anymore and we can't let ourselves get, you know, either depressed or exhilarated by the polls. But what, what are your thoughts on, on how it went? Well, I, you know, maybe the polls were correct, and it's the, the yeah. counting the ballots that's incorrect. Yeah. I don't know. There's, uh, anybody that talks about it is immediately castigated as a denier and a, you know, racist, sexist, bigot, and we're, we're called names, including by some on your former radio station. So <laughs> th- those are things you can't bring up without being shouted down. Just for asking questions, it's treated very much like COVID. Like if you ask about therapeutics, hydroxychloroquine, ivermectin, or the merits of masks or distancing or anything else, you're you're shouted down and and run out of town. As a physician, you can lose your license for even right. asking these questions. So it, it's the same thing with asking about electoral integrity and reliability. And when you right. hear the twenty percent of the machines in Maricopa County aren't working, right? Well, why, why aren't they working? Right. It's not like you the know, election was a surprise. 
you know, you never, you never see that at Walmart or Target. The twenty yeah. percent of the the self service kiosks aren't working and are right. you know giving away free merchandise. That never happens. Right. So why should voting be that difficult? Right. And, and yeah, coincidentally, in a, in a key battleground thing. Although I do think, on one hand, and I hope that that if they we do indeed take the house, and from everything I'm reading, it looks like we're going to. And they're still they're talking about. Will doing investigations. I mean, I think even with a small majority, I think a lot can happen. And I think that's going to be good. But I agree with you. I think we need to fix some of these, these other issues, or, you know, it's not going, it's going to continue to get worse. Let me ask you about on the COVID, I had one thought. So I think Ron DeSantis was rewarded in a way for his stand on COVID. Right. I think people appreciate he kept the state open. He kept their jobs going, things like that. I think Christy Nome too. Um, and I also think perversely, because he was so twisted about it, Jared Polis benefited too. I mean, I think Polis was able, I think, remember last time he got out ahead and said, oh, COVID's over, emergency's over. People shouldn't have to wear masks, you know, avoiding the whole thing that he locked us down and destroyed businesses in the first place. Um, you know, I, I just think Polis has done a great job at portraying himself as something that he's not. Well, Polis is a good politician and he's good at triangulating. He's a clever guy. He's successful in business. So you, you got to know what you're doing and, and have some smarts about you. Um, yes, he triangulated and he kind of took the middle ground and he left it up to every county to decide what they were going to do. Um, you know, he'll make recommendations and most of the counties will do what the state government says, but he could kind of keep arm's length. Right. Uh, that was, uh, something Bill Clinton did very well. Um, and, and Polis does that and he doesn't, he, he's not, he doesn't come across as a, you know, flaming leftist like Newsom, Whitmer, Hochul, uh, you know, Pritzker, some of these others that right. they still won. Right. Uh, but the Polis is smart and, and he's positioned himself. So he's not a, a flaming nut job like some of these other governors. And I think that was helpful to him. What do you think in terms of, like I said, the results? I think a lot of people were expecting tsunamis, red wave. I think even the Democrats were to a certain extent. Do you think it's largely just the voting, the election integrity issues or what? You know, I mean, you we had you on the show last week and you were feeling optimistic. You when you and Chuck are both feeling optimistic. That's something, you know, Well, I I was because it's 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 the economy and the economy is the worst it's been since Jimmy Carter. And, you know, Obama lost more in his first midterm than Biden did in his first midterm. And and. You know, say what you want about Obama, but it, it, it wasn't the disaster we have now. Yeah. You know, we, we didn't have runaway inflation, recession, you know, all the stuff that's going on now. Uh, Obama presided over a better state of things. Right. And he took a bloodbath in the midterms. Right. So, so what why, do you think- why did why did Biden get a pass? So. um I, I don't trust it. You know, Biden's not the smartest guy and he lets things slip. And he talked about it's going to take three days and be patient, blah, blah. Well, that's that's foreshadowing what, what happened. We're seeing. Right. You know, the, and, and these these scanners and mail in ballots and ballot harvesting and no signatures and no ID. It's it's incredibly sloppy. And there's yes. no other sector 
of the country that operates like that. You don't get on an airplane like that. You don't get into a government building like that. You don't cash a check. You don't go to a liquor store. There, there's so many other things in everyday life that require more scrutiny than voting. Right. And one can argue that voting is far more important than any of these things. Yes. Well, you and, know, and, I- and this is and this is deliberate. This is not accidental. Once upon a time, that's how it was. Right. And there was a consent decree against the RNC, I don't know, 40 years ago where they couldn't have poll watchers or whatever. Right. And, uh, ever since then, it's it's been suspect and COVID made it worse. They use that. So if you want to go down a rabbit hole, was COVID a way to rig the elections and get rid of Trump? Well, yeah, you can make, like you it. can make that argument if you if you say, let's come up with a scenario if we have Trump that's presiding over America doing very well economically, foreign policy, etc. Say what you want about Trump, but things were doing well under him, right? And if there's a concerted effort to get rid of him by the donor class, the elites of both parties, this is the Mitch McConnell, Paul Ryan. Kevin McCarthy wing uh, as well. What better way to do it? Well, and here's from Charlene. And again, any of you guys feel free, like Charlene, and some of you guys who like to unmute yourself, you can feel free to do that. But she says it's either believe certain races are targeted and quote compromised, or people have been gaslit into voting for their own demise. I choose the former. Yeah, I mean, I think, I mean, let's look at some of the issues. It's like immediately in Maricopa County, like you, and just Maricopa County, right? 20% of the machines were having a problem tabulating. Then they said it was something like, oh, the printer ink was the wrong color. I'm like, didn't they just yeah, have then they run out of paper. Then, then right. they're running out of paper. Right. So, you know, this doesn't happen. Right. And then you had in other places, they said that they were under a cyber attack. Well, I'm like, I thought they couldn't be, be cyber attacked, right? I mean, there were all kinds of questions. Yeah, they're, they're, they're connected to the internet and it's, you know, I don't know what's happening beyond that. You hear stories about uh, U.S. Cyber Command is monitoring things. Well, you know. So what? So they're watching right. an election get stolen, don't do anything about it. That's even worse. Right. Well, and of course, we already know they won't do anything. They're the deep state. One thing we'll have to see, I know Mike Lindell was was tweeting that he had a team watching things. Um, yeah, great. And- he had a team watching two years ago and nothing came yeah. of it. So. Well, the only thing is, if, if he did, if he found something, I hope they're more circumspect about how they release it than they did last time. But I think there are that. And again, I go back to the whole... Um, the ballot harvesting thing where basically, well, it's all-mail ballot, right? There are so many states anymore that have the all-mail ballot and the ballots go out. It's no idea. And the ballots go out, but to who? And then who returns them? And the Democrats, last night at 6.15, there was a guy, uh, our neighbors are Democrat, right? He was knocking on their door. He had a cell phone and a tablet and a backpack. And I guarantee you at 6.15 last night, he was somebody trying to collect ballots, right? And here's the thing in Colorado, I mean, you have all these states that doesn't matter when the ballots come in, right? So he's close enough. He could have returned it by seven. But, I, you know, if he returned it today or tomorrow, who's going to care, right? I mean, it's just that you have all these states that have eliminated that too. Signatures. We have a friend who was a poll watcher. He said they weren't allowed to challenge signatures. We don't challenge signatures anymore under Jenna Griswold, right? So it could have said Bozo the Clown or could have been an X. I mean, all of these things the Democrats have done, Um let me ask you, is it too late, do you think, to for Republicans to fight back? I mean, should we just learn to fight fire with fire? I mean, what do you think? Well, you you, you hate to say if they're cheating, we need to cheat, too, because that's no good either. Right. Um, mail in. I mean, 
mail-in ballots aren't inherently bad. There are ways to do it and ways not to do that. Right. I got I got a notice from New Hampshire recently that I had unclaimed property, and it was some talk I gave a few years ago for one of the device companies and a little honorarium or something that I hadn't claimed. But to claim it, I had to fill something out. I had to have it notarized. I had to have a copy of my driver's license and a copy of a utility bill and send all that in to prove right. that I'm who I am. Right. I mean, that's a little bit extreme for voting, but yeah, attach your official driver's license or government-issued ID right. along with the ballot to verify right. that you are who you say you are. That's right. not too much of an effort. No, You, when, have, when to, you would have to do that for many other things that we do normally in the conduct of day-to-day life. That's not surprising. Yeah. I mean, so I did a little bit of research. So eight states, including Colorado, we were the second one to ever do this, have all mail ballots, all elections, nine states allow it for specific things. Um, 27 states, including Florida, allow the no excuse absentee voting. But like Rhonda Sanders said in Florida, you have to apply for that um, with proof that you're the one applying for it 10 days before. And this, I think, is really interesting. 25 states... Um, allow somebody chosen by the voter, chosen by the voter to collect and return the ballots. 13 said doesn't matter. So you've got a total of 38 states, right, that that anyone anywhere can collect the ballot, basically. And um, one state, only one state, I think it's um, Alabama, you have to be the voter. To, you can, you know what I mean? You can have a mail ballot, but you can, you have to be the one turning it in. It's just, we, we, we don't have to reinvent the wheel. There are other countries that voting day is a right. national holiday. I'm not a big fan of creating another national holiday, but if it would solve this problem, voting day is voting day. It's a national holiday. You get yourself somewhere and you vote. Right. And you have a paper ballot and you vote. Or like the old machines or how we did it a long time ago. And if you can't and you have a legitimate reason, you apply for an absentee ballot. I remember doing that when, you know, in my 20s, you get an absentee ballot and I was in residency or something and I couldn't get the day off to go vote. So right. you could apply for an absentee ballot, but there was a process for it. And you had to have a legitimate reason. You're out of the country. You're, you know, some kind of shift worker or something that you can't get right. there. Right. And, it's, you-, you know, it's, it's like jury duty. You can't just, you know, oh, I don't, I don't feel like going. Well, one of the things Chuck and I were talking this morning, and he wonders, I mean, going back to the the, the, the the polarization, I mean, like I said before, I think that some of it also is that you have Democrats who are going to, they're not going to vote for Republican, doesn't matter how great our arguments are, doesn't matter how bad the Democrats are, like you were saying, they just, they hate Trump, they hate Republicans, and they will never vote for them, you know, they'd rather have a dead guy be their representative than a Republican, Um and Chuck said, you know, it's looking like we're kind of turning into Europe, which has sort of perpetual two parties, neither, neither one. They're constantly sort of struggling. And in, in the end, it's, the whole thing is a mess. I mean, you've traveled extensively. What do you think? Yeah, well, you know, the parliamentary system that they have in the Commonwealth countries, I spend a lot of time in New Zealand. That's how they do it. And they have, you know, there's six or eight parties and you've got uh, far right, far left greeny parties and everything in the middle, you know, more moderate, more fiscally conservative, socially liberal, whatever. But you you have to cobble together a coalition and the yeah. coalition may not be perfect. And unless you have a landslide, it's not your party. So compromise is involved. And 
then that's that's how they do it. That's it's not a bad system here. You've got two parties that are more alike than different. Yeah. The Dem- the Democrats have their you know socialist wing of the party, but you know a lot of the old timers, at least in their early part of their careers, weren't crazy leftists. You know, right? Schumer wasn't, Biden wasn't. Yeah, you know they're liberal Democrats, but not not AOC, Tlaib. You know those nut jobs. So there there was hope for the party back then, and and it could be, but now. You know, Democrats have gone left, the Republicans have gone to the center. And how do they distinguish themselves? You can also argue that the Republican Party as a whole really didn't capitalize on things. Yeah. The article I wrote a few weeks ago is the simple message should be, are you better off now than you were four years ago or two years ago? And look at inflation, look at what you're paying for gas, for groceries, look at your investments, uh, look at what's going on foreign policy, where you know, we've got World War Three by proxy going on in Ukraine, uh, open borders, fentanyl, homeless. All these things are worse. Well, and, and, this, and, and if you want more of the same, the, the message is simple. That That's the stump speech. That's right. This, the, these are all the things that are worse. And if you like it and you want more of it, vote Democrat. If you well, don't vote Republican. And I think we have Tonight, to be- that's it. And I think we have to be careful not to get too pessimistic because that message worked in a lot of places, right? There were, it worked in Florida. I mean, there were a lot, J.D. Vance one. I mean, there are there places in New York and in Wisconsin that flipped Republican for the first time ever. I see Charlene's got her hand raised. Hey, Charlene, go ahead. Oh, hi there. Well, hi you there. know, I've been reading some things on Facebook where uh, the rhinos are uh, calling uh, the, the the loss due to low Republican turnout. It was it's called undervote, which I don't quite understand. Right. But anyway, and so they're saying, well, if Republicans had just gotten out to vote, you know, it would have been different. And that they don't give any credence credence or possibility to election interference or right. or uh, you know uh, compromised elections. They don't even introduce that thought. But so to to counter that thought that we didn't get enough people out, then it's like. They, they brought in Dan Crenshaw and Chris Christie to get people out. Well, I there mean, you go. <laughs> how different would things have been possibly if we're going to go with their argument that not enough people turned out? How different could things have been if they had brought Trump in for turnout? I mean, that would have really rallied the base. But Well, Trump was. He was doing rallies and such. And I'd like them to verify their numbers. Right. And, and well, see, because I think Republican turnout was high. I don't have numbers in front of me, okay, but, either, but but they're saying in Colorado, oh, in Colorado. The, uh, uh, turnout was low. And so anyway, but that's because they didn't rally uh, the troops and they didn't bring in the right people to rally the troops. So it's just another way for rhinos to beat up on conservatives. And, you know, I've just had it with rhinos and it, they have co-opted the Republican Party. There's no way conservatives are going to get any any control of it uh, they they're using us for our numbers and we're getting beat around the head and neck and i mean i i don't know why we have to continue with the abuse while we can't start a conservative party and i know people say oh we'll never win we'll split the vote we're splitting the vote anyway we're, we're fighting losing. republicans as much as we're fighting democrats yeah and so, and Charlene, 
We'll be talking. We're going to have both. Dave Williams has got some great ideas and Ted Trippa on Friday. No, you're good. You can keep talking. I mean, I think one thing, I know you're talking about Colorado, but again, let's not get gaslit, right? I mean, all the major, everybody hates Trump. The establishment media, the rhinos, the establishment Republicans, they hate Trump. They're trying to blame the fact that it wasn't so great on Trump, which is, I think, totally undeserved. And so they're twisting it and we're falling into their trap to think, oh, exactly. we We didn't lose. They're gaslit. Uh, right. narrative yes and let's the, 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 the ruling class does not want trump because he cannot be bought right DeSantis exactly. can be bought DeSantis doesn't have his own yeah. money he's going to take money from big corporate donors and he will be beholden exactly. to them right. so exactly. yeah he, he's good he's charismatic he did a great job uh DeSantis also benefited by a lot of republicans and conservatives leaving blue states and moving to florida right. over the past three four years from New York, from Illinois, from New Jersey, et cetera. So that doesn't give him all of his 20%, but it does give a chunk of that. Right. And it just makes those other states more blue. I don't know, you know, Colorado, the majority affiliation is uh, unaffiliated. That's the biggest voting block. Right. And a lot of those are probably like me. I'm unaffiliated because I'm annoyed with the Republican Party in Colorado. Right. Right. So mm-hmm. I, I don't I don't even want to associate with them because they're <laughs> perpetual losers. Agree, agree. <laughs> so blame the people that could have turned things around. They try to blame them for the loss. Right. Exactly. Hey, Charlene, thank you. Well, if, right, uh-huh. yeah, if you want, I mean, can we talk a little bit about Colorado? It's I mean, because sure. because I think exactly what Charlene said. It's like don't ever. I think we just blow up the establishment party. This is I mean here. This is okay. So this is the fourth general election where the Democrats took every statewide race, okay? In the last 20 years, Colorado's elected only one Republican senator. There was Cory Gardner, who was a goof. We're going to lose in the state Senate, right? I mean, even the most rhino candidate, Joe O'Day, the most rhino Senate candidate, Colin Larson, lost. So the rhinos are not winning either. And it's like, so don't, I don't even want to hear it from the Colorado Republican Party that we need to continue to unify behind loser candidates. I believe we need to blow up the establishment in the Republican Party in Colorado, maybe like Charlene set up a different party, or I just say, take over this one, which is hard to do. I know with the donors, that's what Chuck would say. But I, but I think you're right. It's like they keep giving us candidates um, that are awful. And then they're like, how come you guys didn't turn out to vote? It's like, well, <laughs> because you gave us an awful candidate. Yes, doing the same thing over and over again is the definition of insanity. And we keep we keep doing it with the, the Cory Gardner's uh, we moved to Colorado 20 odd years ago and you had a Republican governor and two Republican senators and Tom Tancredo. Right. And, you know, it was it was a, a different makeup. It's gone very blue, partially because you've got people leaving California and other right. uh, liberal hell holes, yet they bring their voting here. Right. It's not right. like they've they've had a come to Jesus moment. And it's like, oh, I'm, I'm a, I can't be a Democrat. I've got to be conservative because what's going on? They just move to to somewhere with lower taxes, thinking about their wallet, but they're right. still voting as liberals, and that's exactly. not. Uh, so think- what we're doing is not working, and and you can you can look back at all these election cycles of Bob Beaupre and Dan Mays and Walker Stapleton, and it's it's on and on. It's just it's uh, uh it's musical chairs. You just it's different. Yeah. 
name, different body, and then there's Joe Day. Yeah, he's a nice guy, a successful businessman. I'm sure he'd have been a good senator, but, you know, totally unforced error to say, hey, I'm going to campaign against Trump. Well, Mike Hoffman did that, too, and the, the, right. he, he was not reelected. Right. That's not the only reason. He got gerrymandered and had other issues, but that's that that certainly didn't help him. No. He was going to stand up to Trump. Well, he didn't, you know, did he ever stand up to Obama? Was he ever that vocal uh-huh. yeah. about about that? About uh, exactly. No. And it's, it's, I, I don't know if it's if it's Joe's handlers or focus groups or where he was getting that advice, but it may have been, uh, you know, his campaign people saying, oh, you got to do this because you've got, you know, 37 percent right. unaffiliated in Colorado and they're. You know, eh, it doesn't mean they're truly middle of the road moderates. There are a lot that are disaffected with the, the the mainstream parties. And there are a lot of conservatives that are registered as unaffiliated. Right. And if there's a conservative candidate, they'd rally behind them. Right. I'm not I'm not one to say don't vote for Joe O'Day because, you know, he's bashing Trump. I voted for him because. He's certainly better than the alternative. And Bennett was quite beatable. This was a midterm election and Bennett's had a very undistinguished career. He's done nothing. He, right. Yeah. You know, what, what What are his accomplishments? He's, you know, academic credentials, fine, but he was messed up the Board of Education and then he's a senator. And what's he done? A lot of, a lot of nothing. Right. Well, what do you think? And this is sort of an aside, but I think the Democrats are very sneaky. You know, I think the marijuana becoming legal hurt us conservatives because I think it brought in a lot of people like you say, seeking that. And those are younger people who want to vote Republican or vote Democrat. I think that probably the Democrats backed the uh, the push and I think it's going to fail, but to make um, mushrooms legal in Colorado, or once again, it's going to bring a, a kind of voter here. Right. And at least somebody who's going to register vote. Um, and and so I think Colorado and I think Colorado has turned partially blue. Um, um, but this is from- <laughs> drop the word partially. OK, OK. Well, what I mean is, is the voter. I think the results have become totally blue. I think the voters have also become more blue here. This is from KBB from Leo. KBB couldn't rally a one legged dog. We need to have an affiliation of the unaffiliated. <laughs> so <laughs> which we could. Well, so do you um, if you well, let me back off on that, because I want to kind of we only got a few more minutes and be positive. Do you have any sense, House and Senate? Are we going to take those, you think? And will we do something with them if we do? Or are you just depressed? So those are two questions. My guess is that uh, come the new term, we'll have control of both. Um, Arizona is still up in the air. And, uh, you know, Rick Rennell and Cash Patel have tweeted today about very confidently that Carrie Lake will win. And, um, you know, if they find the votes for her that have not been counted, then they might for Blake Masters and and, and some of the others. Um, Herschel Walker probably will win in a runoff. You know, Libertarian got 3% of the vote. And if yeah. if that goes, then, you know, he's over 50%. So there's, there's a good chance. And, uh, you know, hopefully Kemp can, can help there. He, he had a very good night. He put, right. Stacey Abrahams to pasture finally, and she got a, you know, resounding no. trouncing. Right. Why and, do you think, uh, that why bodes do you think, well for Georgia. Why do you think Kemp won and then and Herschel Walker did not so is decisively? 
oh, they're bringing stuff up about Herschel Walker okay. and, you know, yeah. what, 20 years ago when, mm-hmm. you know, kind of his thug life era as a, right. you know, professional athlete. And that that's how a lot of professional athletes, I mean, they're, right. they're more uh, fatherless kids than there are from NBA players than there are NBA players or <laughs> something like that. So there are many of them that have a dozen kids and, you know, with a dozen women. And then that's, that, <laughs> well, that's, yeah. that, it's, it's almost the, the culture and some of the sports that's, it's unfortunate, but that's the way it is. Right, he was a it doesn't mean he can't change and clean up his act. Well, and I think one good thing out of it last night, another good thing is hopefully we have seen the last of Stacey Abrams and Beto O'Rourke. I mean, Beto O'Rourke is just like, I mean, is there anything left that he can even run for? Well, Well, for he and Stacey can run for president. (laughs) That's the Democrat ticket. I think I I think Polis will run for president. Don't be surprised. I'm going to go out on a limb and. Nope. I've been saying that ever since his COVID announcement. I've been saying, yep. and, and you know what? He would be a pretty darn good candidate. Polis seems to be able to gaslight people and walk this line between being kind of fiscally conservative and standing up for the people. And one of, I mean, even, even though it's not true, I mean, I am absolutely in agreement with you. I think Polis is going to run. And I would say at this point, he probably would have, you know, a pretty good edge. No, he's clever and he, he ticks off a big box of intersectionality, which on the left is very important. So right, exactly. Uh, there he is. And that's, uh, I, you know, and if he runs, then uh, Jenna Griswold uh, running for governor and <laughs> oh know, my God. Oh, no, God, God help us. It's going to be, like, <laughs> we'll be like Michigan or New York or, or some of these states. It's, it's right. really unfortunate. And, and, I don't know. Does it have to get a lot worse before things turn around? The, the saying about, uh, you know, men in times where, where yeah. uh, good times lead to bad men and bad men lead to bad times. And that's where we're <laughs> in now. And bad times will eventually give us good men. But what what's going to be left? Is it going to be fixable yeah. or are we going to slide into some kind of socialist or will there be an economic collapse? Anything that can't go on forever eventually stops. And this printing money and the, you know, the debt service is now up to right. 1.4 trillion just to pay the interest on the debt. And the Fed's not done raising rates because inflation's yeah. still there. Right. Uh, we're going to be printing money, which will fuel inflation to, you know, pay the debt that the inflation's created. It, well, it's, and it's like the whole, you will own nothing and be happy about it. And, and by the way, here's some bugs to eat too. So yeah, yeah. well, that that's for, for you and me. That's not right. for Klaus Schwab and George Soros and the, you know, the Davos crowd, they're going to be eating steak and shrimp and we're going to be eating bugs and we're the ones that are not going to own anything and, and like it. And that's exactly that. That's so, how, hey, that's how empires crumble. And it's, Empires last 250 years, and here we are. Yeah. Well, that was depressing, Brian. That's, that's, um, but I think you're no. right. Yeah, my depression started last night. It hasn't quite <laughs> lifted yet. That's what Chuck says, too. I'm like, well, I, we still have to keep fighting. Hey, listen, we have run out of time. Thank you so much for coming on. Yeah, this was I, fun. I sure appreciate it. Thank you to everybody. Barney, great to see you again. To everybody on Zoom, to the great guys at BBS. Um, on Friday, we've got Ted Trimpa and Dave Williams. Should be kind of interesting to see what happens there. Um, so we will see you all then. Everybody have a great rest of your week.